I'm so happy it's Children's Day. For Children's Day, I ate candy, watched a movie, ate ice cream, and a bunch of good stuff. Playdates! I get new Legos. I have a loving family. Oh, it's lovely to hear, isn't it? The positive side of childhood. Uh, here we have Cedric Skysady and Elizabeth Hong in the studio, our Soul Insiders for our Soul Incest segment. As we just heard, the voices of children who were excited about celebrating Children's Day, which was yesterday. Right. And we're all children of someone, aren't we? Oh, yeah. So happy Children's Day, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, how, how did you mark your weekend? Anything different, special? Well, I think, well, for me, I have no children. So I think I just uh, did a lot of work at the cafe and, and just kind of. Were you aware of it being bit. Children's Day? Apart I was. From preparing I, for this? <laughs> yes, I was very aware. Uh, and you guys will find out in a second why I was very aware. All right. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, you? I think for me, uh, because it's a three-day weekend, right? So it extends to today, and I've noticed the roads are packed. Everybody, I see families everywhere, going places. So it just seems like a really kind of a happy-filled kind of atmosphere these days, right? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I went. Uh, I actually went to Incheon, where we have some family, and they had this shopping complex area with a load of the big superstores and mm-hmm. a lot of children's attractions around there. And it was mm-hmm. really nice. And it was like, as far as I could tell, everything was free. I mean, it was just set up for kids to enjoy themselves. Oh, so your kids had a good time? They did. Mm-hmm. They did. <laughs> Although there is a lot of pressure to buy toys and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Which, <laughs> right. you know, the more you give, the mm-hmm. more... You feed that desire, I think. <laughs> it's a never-ending cycle. Right. Uh, but no, it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit, though, about the other side of this. There are people who don't want to particularly see places with lots of children having fun. We have these no-kid zones, don't mm-hmm. we? Um, and, Elizabeth, it's become more and more of an issue, has it? I remember a few years ago, stories started emerging of restaurants saying no to kids mm-hmm. on the basis that there could be dangers for them. Right. Like hot mm-hmm. pots and right. things like Safety that. Safety issues. Mm-hmm. But it's continued to snowball. Right. And actually, recently, there was a child's diary that became a really big issue on social media. And this child living in Jeju, he's actually famous because he came out in TV shows where he's, he's, he's known as like a genius child. And he's also a writer. But he actually wrote a diary about his experience being refused at a restaurant. And it's titled, My Brother's Tear. It was really sad when I read it. And he talks about how their family, you know, especially his younger brother, was really excited about their visit to their favorite restaurant until they find out that the restaurant changed their policy to a no-kid zone and they refused to let them in. And so the children were really confused and hurt uh, by this kind of treatment where they're telling them to go out. They cannot eat here and it used to be their favorite restaurant. And I think that that kind of made me sad because, you know, from a child's point of view, they don't understand. They just see this... This discrimination happening in front of them, they're yeah. just very confused. I mean, there, from the other side, can be very good reasons, Cedric, why there would be no kid zones mm-hmm. uh, for protecting young minds, for example, from adult influences, mm-hmm. from alcohol environments, from 
perhaps just wanting to create a more sophisticated atmosphere and private businesses should i guess have the right to do that too if they want right 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 as a private uh, business owner you have the right to uh, establish your business how you want um but you know i think there's also the other side of the coin where uh, parents and and kids can, you know, somewhat feel offended by this as well. And so, you know, yesterday, actually, because it was Children's Day, I wanted to go out to a public place where there are a lot of families and children. And so I decided to uh, just to make some observations on the family dynamics in public. And so I also wanted to get the the interview of a person who was for No Kid Zone and also someone who was against it. So Mm -hmm. let's take a listen. This is Cedric Skysetti, your sole insider here on location at a local mall in Seongdong-gu. Today is Children's Day, and so I thought it would be a great day to come out to a family-friendly place where there will be a lot of kids and families out and about, and that way I can make some observations about the dynamics of parents and kids in public. So right now we're in a very big open space. It's actually a big food court, and so there are many families here eating together. I see young kids, I see little babies. Yeah, so we're going to see what kind of dynamic There are out here in public. We do don't w t o n k a s Hana. So, as you would expect, in a very large food court, it is quite loud, but nothing out of the ordinary. I don't hear any screaming kids yet, but I do see one girl throwing a little tantrum, but it's not loud. And so it seems like the parents are just kind of ignoring it. It's another cute little boy who is probably about three years old, running around a little bit near the table where his family is sitting, but doesn't seem to be causing any trouble. Parents are keeping an eye on him. Okay, so the food just arrived, so I'm going to dig in and make some more observations. Another thing is a very wide open space here so kids can feel free to roam around a little bit and they don't have to worry about running into people or things. So that's definitely a big plus for a lot of families with kids with a lot of energy. I do think that it is discriminating rather than accommodating because there are handicapped people, there are people with special care and space needs and stuff like that. I understand not all places could accommodate all people, but I think the gesture of making a policy feels like a lot more towards discrimination rather than accommodating. I have a three and a half year old and a two month old baby right now. So it is very hectic and when I do go out to restaurants or public places, it's crazy. So I understand like why people would feel that way or would want this kind of policy implemented. As a parent, I'm always looking at how we are affecting other people. I totally understand like if I wasn't a parent, I could understand how difficult it could be for other people to accommodate families all the time. But having a no kid zone, I suddenly doesn't feel friendly, inviting to me. I'm not against kids being in restaurants and things, but I do like the idea of no kid zones. I think that it helps people. People enjoy their meals when they don't have to worry about kids running around and kids crying and screaming. Yeah, maybe it is discriminatory in a way. If they have their own little space within the restaurant where it's enclosed, that wouldn't be discriminatory. So there is a kid obviously yelling for his father because his father went to grab the food. And so I can see how this can be a concern for a lot of people here when kids are yelling at the top of their lungs. But it only lasted a couple of seconds. The kids are surprisingly well behaved in general. All right. I hope you found this very insightful. Thank you so much for coming along. This is Cedric Skysetti, your sole insider, signing out.
And I just want to clarify that the female who uh, did the interview, when she was referring to the No Kids Zone policy, it was uh, she was referring to the individual establishment, not a general government policy, because mm-hmm. there is no such thing. Right. So, I just right. wanted to make sure that that was clarified. Okay, thank you for doing so. I, it was very interesting for me as a parent to mm-hmm. listen to that. And it made me wonder about this whole discrimination aspect. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, if a restaurant was saying no foreigners allowed, Mm -hmm. that would cause a lot of uh, disappointment and anger probably Mm -hmm. among many people in the country. Uh, I hope it would (laughs) among many people anyway. Uh, Likewise, if you had a place that said no women allowed Mm -hmm. and... Or no man allowed. Uh, right. I mean, we already have places like that, say saunas. Mm-hmm. For obvious, I mean, some places their reasons are obvious. Right. You might have a casino or a, or a bar environment mm-hmm. or, or a very adult themed place right. where clearly it's not, not going to be for great kids. for children. Mm-hmm. But when there is no obvious reason, is it the same kind of discrimination as saying no foreigners, no women, or no X Y Z for no particularly? obvious reason Mm -hmm. can we make that comparison do you think that's that's difficult to say you know Uh, i can again see both sides but uh you know i would err on the side of yes i would probably be in the same boat as discriminating against foreigners or against women because against a certain people group the reason i say that is then it's not such a just private individual decision thing then it Mm -hmm. becomes more of a legal societal question Mm -hmm. are we prepared to tolerate uh, even a private business discriminating in that way Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. i i do think as well as a caveat here that most parents don't want to go to places that will treat their children as if they're unwelcome and they will deliberately Mm -hmm. find restaurants where there are children's rooms or I mean, you know, let's, parents want to relax as well, by the way. You know, they want to right. enjoy themselves. They want places that point. have got accommodation for children. But on the occasions when you've got no other options, mm-hmm. it's a real shame to be turned away. Right. I think that's the hard part, though. Everybody has their perspective, right? If we look at it from a parent's perspective, we totally understand, like from you, Alex. But also from, from people who want to maybe just enjoy that space and have some peace in there, maybe. And we just mentioned j i m j i b a n g Sometimes I feel like j i m j i b a n g s you know, the people go there for some relaxation. And sometimes um, I kind of want to mention a personal experience where uh, there's a red clay ballroom. I don't know if you've seen those. It's called Hwangto Bolbang. There's actual red clay balls mm-hmm. that you kind of like just relax. Into okay, um, but it's a bit I, like the salt rooms where you lie on the salt. Right, it's like one of those like okay. special therapeutic heated rooms. Okay, and I've seen kids like throwing that inside the room around, yeah, yeah. and that could maybe potentially hit somebody and, and injure somebody. Well, but, also they'll run mm-hmm. around kids in gyms or by environments. They'll run around right. the open areas where people be maybe sleeping, and right. a child might. fall over them mm-hmm. or just like make them feel very uneasy by running past their ear like right, three inches right, away right. but the staff in those mm-hmm. places usually mm-hmm. will when things get a little bit too raucous tell the children to calm down and, and that mm-hmm. normally fixes it mm-hmm. the, the, the flip side of this is if we create a society where children are unable to express themselves at all um That can have all kinds of other problems. And Mm -hmm. and we were all children once. We need to have more people coming into our society. That's a good point. They need to learn from mistakes. They need to be corrected. Right, right. But I feel like not everybody understands. Um, I guess... 
I'm also single and I'm not married, so I don't have a child, but I am a teacher. So I have a lot of experience with children. So we actually, as a parent or teachers, I think, Cedric, you probably have experience as yeah. well. We know how much patience it does take with a child. But I feel like because we've dealt with them a lot, you know, and I love children. So I feel like that's why we're more understanding mm. and we, we're able to have this kind of a perspective. But I guess for other people who might not understand or not, even though we were once children, though, right? But I guess when like the younger 20s and 30s who might still be single might oh, oh by the way can uh-huh. i just add another group here the the people who are in their say 60s mm-hmm. who themselves were patients oh, with young right. children a uh, parent sorry mm-hmm. with young children that's true who have seemingly forgotten what it was like <laughs> and, and can Good be point. the least patient with parents in my experience mm-hmm. uh, but i mean some of that comes with the grumpiness of uh, of age related <laughs> issues right but uh, right. And of course, not everyone fits in that category either. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't want to be ageist all of a sudden. The, the, the thing that I would mention here as well, I just can't quite get away from the, the feeling that if we don't have a communal aspect to, to this, I, I mean, we don't have to be quite like the traditional village where everyone's raising a child. Mm-hmm. But if we don't have some communal aspect right. to this, then we just promote and everyone's in it for themselves, individualistic society. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're old, those children can be <laughs> middle-aged, they're not going to want to pay taxes or do anything for you. Right, right. Is that what the world we want to live in? Exactly. That's, that's a really good point. And, and I think also... That's why the discussion kind of, or like when we're, we're kind of pointing fingers here sometimes, right? And sometimes I think it is unfortunate when parents get, you know, pointed at and blamed for maybe, you know, not the proper discipline that they should have given their child. And actually, because of this, there's a term, I don't know if you guys have heard of something, it's a very vile term right. uh, called mamchung. Mom Have you guys heard of this? I have not. Yeah. I don't think I, I, I may have without realizing what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us more about it. So basically, it's, it's a, in English, if you translate it, it's parasitic mothers or parasitic mothers. Okay, that's not and, nice. Right. It, it, obviously, just listening to that it doesn't sound so good. And basically, it's a term used to, or I guess for mothers who might have or considered to have selfish and obnoxious behavior um, in the public. Um, and there's also something called mom's k a p j i l And where they kind of, I guess, it's, it's, it's basically pointing to lack of discipline. And they're, they're kind of overprotective and they don't, you know, let other people, you know, like, don't you dare try to say anything to my child kind of thing. And, and if maybe they're in a public restaurant, right, and something were to have happened, maybe due to their child's unruly behavior, but, you know, they wouldn't even apologize or, you know, they would say, don't even dare try to punish my child. Mm. You know, we're customers here, you know, that kind of a behavior, I guess, has led to these kind of vile terms uh, for those kind of, I guess, uh, people. So parenting is under the spotlight as well. Yes. So people are blaming certain parents. And I think that that is really unfair. But at the same time, sometimes I do feel like we should be responsible adults, especially when we are the parents. Oh, I mean, definitely. Uh-huh. If you, I mean, you definitely have a responsibility as a mm-hmm. parent of a child to right. uh, correct them if they're doing something in a public place that's particularly offensive mm-hmm. or socially unacceptable. Right. But, but you know, how do you enforce that? That's that's true, but I guess, I guess for me, as I mentioned before about my Jim Jibang experience with the with the kids throwing the red clay balls, and I think I was upset only because I don't see the mom anywhere. 
or the parents anywhere Mm -hmm. while the children are doing, you know, this kind of behavior that could potentially hurt somebody else too. And when we're in a public space, um, like I said, as much as I love children, we should definitely be caring. You know, I think for me, if it was my position, I would tell the child in a very positive way, though, of course. I mean, one one thing is we're all living our lives, Mm -hmm. obviously, uh, but we might lack... understanding for others you might see a mother who's just been told by her husband that Mm -hmm. he's leaving her and she might be standing there in the supermarket with her kids running around thinking i just don't know what to do with my life or or you might just find someone who's just struggling that day that's true and if you scream at them for their children screaming you've no idea what kind of damage you're doing i mean that can be profound that's a very like it can actually destroy someone's life in a way if you say the wrong thing to the wrong person in other words yes by all means care about these things but with a bit of love at least oh that's a good point yeah a bit of love uh we've got a message here 2380 i'm happy that cedric didn't have any bad experience with children running around in the food court but i get so anxious when i'm in that situation especially at food courts when i'm picking up my food there's a possibility of me spilling food over myself or kids if they run into me so yeah i mean we should as parents though we we should When someone says, oh, excuse me, to the child or something like that, mm-hmm. be a little bit understanding of them too. Mm-hmm. Right. No matter what's going on. Uh, it works both ways. Um, let's talk a little bit about other parts of the world, Cedric. Is this really a Korean thing? It's not just a Korean thing. There's actually other countries that are implementing the whole no kids, no child zones in uh, different industries. For example, uh, uh, an Indian budget airline launched recently within the last few years child-free zones on their flights where several different rows are actually just dedicated to adults. So no one under 12 are allowed to sit in those rows. And so it's not necessarily a separate room in the cabin, but it is uh, a row that they can... Uh, you know, they they know that there won't be any children sitting there. So uh, after that airline launched their no-kid zones, uh, a couple of different other airlines followed suit as well, um, different Asian airlines specifically. And then you have in the UK, Alex, and, you know, I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, there was a coffee shop in 2017 uh, in Brixham, Devon, uh, that was criticized because they implemented a no-children-under-12 policy Because they had an ocean liner themed coffee shop and they prided themselves on providing the early steamship travel experience without distraction. So they wanted their customers to not be distracted by kids. But mm-hmm. as you would imagine, uh, that really went under fire uh, with the general public. Mm. Yeah, look, I can see this both ways. I don't think that an establishment should have to become like an alcohol. serving venue in order to create an adult-only policy. I think mm-hmm. there should be room to do it. I don't know if you necessarily pronounce that you're no children under 12, though. I think you can do it in more subtle ways. Right. If your seating and if your vibe is going to be very boring for a five-year-old, <laughs> right. I, I mean, there's not many parents who are going to want to take their children into that environment. Very good point. <laughs> you invite this problem of debate if if you Mm. state it so obviously um but again coming back to this question discrimination i've i've had issues here one time i was really annoyed because i found an apartment in seoul that i really liked Mm -hmm. and i met the uh realtor and then met with my wife and at some point in the conversation it came up that we had children and they're like oh no not landlord doesn't want any children living here and I don't know legally where I stand on this. All I can tell you is that as a parent, I felt 
discriminated against and really yeah. annoyed that I couldn't even be considered. Although, to be fair, my children, they do have a pitter-patter and they do <laughs> and they will upset downstairs neighbours, especially mm-hmm. in buildings where the noise carries. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met your children. They're adorable. They do have a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you saw them, Cedric, running yeah. around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hard to say to them, stop running for any long period <laughs> right. of time. Right. So, and and again, even with, I mean, I do discipline them, Mm -hmm. but even with that discipline, uh, children will be children and you don't want to run your family like a prison camp where they're Mm -hmm. just sitting on their hands all the time. Right. I just think the general public needs a little bit of understanding and patience and empathy for parents as well and also children and just be a little bit more understanding uh, whenever children are a little bit energetic or loud Mm -hmm. in public, you know, because I feel like the general public sometimes and I put myself in it is can feel a bit too entitled. You know, so that's kind of where I stand, I believe. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, uh, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. please do hold that thought. 4106, Mm -hmm. it feels a bit too cold when cafes so clearly state that they don't allow children for the convenience of other customers. Right. And actually, um, I'm glad that uh, this person messaged us this comment because I feel like it's a matter of how we deal with this issue, right? Mm. If you're putting up signs, it it does feel like we're just, you know, obviously kind of discriminating the vulnerable, right? But when maybe we can say for certain reasons in a nice way, in a nice manner, how we approach that, I think could be taken differently. And also, I think some people are still uncomfortable with this idea, but I do actually promote this is that there are separate areas for kids maybe in that area like I've seen jimjibangs these these spas that have like separate kid zone and then there are separate like uh, quiet zones for adults and I don't think that should be some people take it kind of like um, negatively but I take it very positively because I feel like it's it's kind of fair for both sides but also they don't necessarily have to label these things they can just seat you in Mm -hmm. that area right 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 Um, 2380 hearing about the child free zone of the Indian airliner reminds me of an experience where I had to sit through a 13-hour flight where two kids were wailing. The mum had no control over the kids. The dad wasn't doing anything or was sleeping and at some point even snoring. (laughs) Gosh, that's insult upon injury, isn't it? I felt bad for the mum, but again, it was a terrible experience. Listen, 2380, you have my great sympathy as a parent. You know, one thing I would say is if the parents were trying, it wouldn't necessarily have made any difference either. Maybe they'd also given up. Guys, Elizabeth, Cedric, thank you very much and we'll be back on air tomorrow with the latest edition at 7.05.